0: Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Onion Unlimited, the podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Torridon. This time I'm going to talk about the subject of bipolar disorder and how to help somebody that is suffering. I have some experience of bipolar disorder, uh, having been diagnosed with bipolar type 2 in the past, However, more recently, um, my doctor has suggested that the uh, mood swings that I was experiencing in the past may have been the result of situational stresses, which I am no longer under. Nevertheless, I do have some experience of the symptoms of bipolar disorder, and I'm just going to share uh, some of my experience with you. I will start by explaining what bipolar disorder is. There are some misunderstandings about bipolar disorder. I'll run through the types of bipolar that a person can be suffering from and then look at the individual mood states of hypomania, mania and depression. Finally, I will just mention a few words on a situation known as mixed state and then rapid cycling to quite uncomfortable conditions that the bipolar sufferer may be experiencing. So what is bipolar disorder? It used to be called manic depression. This terminology, however, did not accurately describe the many and often varied signs and symptoms experienced by those with this serious illness. For example, while every person with bipolar will suffer from periods of severe depression, not everyone will experience manic episodes. Some will experience what are known as hypomanic episodes, which are somewhat less intense also it's a misunderstanding to think that bipolar people swing between happy and sad necessarily that could be the case in some instances but a better way of thinking of the mood swings is between a low mood and an elevated mood or perhaps agitated mood so somebody who is depressed with bipolar disorder may lack energy, they may feel very low, unmotivated, whereas someone who's going through a manic or hypomanic episode, they may be happy, they may not be, but their mood is more elevated, they will perhaps have more energy, be agitated, may be frustrated and with some types of bipolar they could even become aggressive or violent even. So we'll start with bipolar type 1. This is a condition in which the person's mood alternates between extremely deep extended periods of depression and periods of what we call mania or psychosis. Now people with bipolar type 1 are very much at risk of self-harming ...or committing suicide, especially during the very low depressive phases. During their heightened phases, uh, when they're experiencing mania or psychosis... ...they may become threatening. They may act in ways that threaten or cause harm either to themselves or to other people... They could even get quite uh, aggressive or violent. Then we have bipolar type 2. People with type 2 experience the same deep depressions as those with type 1. However, their high periods are less extreme. Instead of mania, those with bipolar type 2 experience what is called hypomania. Hypo literally means under or less than so hypomania is less than full-blown mania it doesn't tend to come with the psychotic episodes that you get with bipolar type 1 nevertheless there is still a high risk of suicide due to the depressions that come with bipolar type 2 or even from the frustration that the person experiences caused by the alternating uncontrollable moods. Then we have a condition known as cyclothymia, a relatively mild mood disorder when compared with bipolar types one or two. A person with cyclothymia experiences brief periods of hypomania, like bipolar type two, but briefer, alternating with fairly brief periods of depression the same as you get with types one and two but they tend to be less extensive not as long lasting as seen in full hypomania or mania or full depression let's just focus in on hypomania to start with these are these elevated moods a person could be happy more often they tend to be agitated uh, frustrated very fidgety with lots of lots of energy what can cause that well more often than not it's an imbalance in naturally occurring brain chemicals called neurotransmitters so the person may well be on medication antipsychotics just to bring that down a little it can be brain chemicals but it can also be caused by traumatic Experiences such as uh, child abuse, bullying or the sudden loss of a loved one could trigger hypomania in a person. Even being reminded of or reliving past traumatic experiences can trigger an episode of hypomania. Basically, any kind of stressful situation that can induce anxiety or fear, um, things like confrontation, especially in public, or criticism. Um, especially if it's unfair or unsolicited, that can trigger hypomania. Being treated unfairly or unjustly can do it. Also, if the person tends to be quite empathetic, seeing somebody else being treated unfairly or unjustly or perceiving a wrong that needs to be righted can trigger this elevated mood where the hypomania kicks in. Just feeling misunderstood misrepresented can do it most people will feel frustrated if they're uh, being treated unfairly or misunderstood or they're under some stress but the person with hypomania is kind of an elevated agitation even things like changes in the weather can do it or transitions between seasons from say winter to spring it can trigger hypomania as can large crowds loud noises, bright or flashing lights, anything that kind of stimulates the the person's brain. Skipping medication can do it as well, and if you're being weaned off your antipsychotic medication, that again could trigger a hypomanic episode. How does the person feel the symptoms of hypomania? Well, as mentioned, they feel full of energy quite often, Um, high would be a good way of describing it, even euphoric, but not necessarily. Potentially, they can be very happy in a hypomanic state, but they might also just feel on edge or very sensitive to um, people and situations around them. They can be anxious, agitated, highly susceptible to outside stimuli. It can be identified as irritability. It may feel to the person having a hypomanic attack that other people just don't understand them or are too slow to keep up. There's this kind of um, feeling that you're moving too fast for everybody else. You can become lacking in concentration, feeling the need to be doing several jobs at once, uh, multitasking. It can even be a physical feeling. Someone with hypomania often has a physical pressure in the head with racing thoughts and just this sort of feeling that you're unable to control your thoughts or your speech. You can be talking quite quickly or uh, feel the need to right wrongs or perceived wrongs. You can be unable to rest or sleep sometimes for several days at a time which can in turn cause fatigue, which then increases susceptibility to other triggers. So look at the signs, uh, how the person is acting. Are they overly excited, uh, perhaps unusually happy or on edge? Maybe they're speaking too quickly. Maybe they're, they're tripping over their words as they're speaking. It could be that they're disagreeable, argumentative, perhaps out of character. Or they could appear to be overconfident and opinionated. Often that's a a kind of veneer for feeling very vulnerable. Just look for any kind of behaviour that's out of character, controversial. If you spot this in a friend or a relative, how should you treat them? Well, the best thing to do is do not leave them alone. They might be irritable, anxious and so forth, but walking away from them isn't the answer. You need to stay near the person, remain with them or near to them, just to ensure that they're safe. Whatever you do, don't try to correct the person or tell them that they're wrong. Um, At this moment in time, their brain is interpreting the world completely different to you telling them that they're wrong um, or they're not seeing things straight only acts as another stimulus which tends to just exacerbate the uh, hypomania even when a person's brain state is normal any person will naturally try to defend their opinions if another person disagrees with them or tells them outright that they're wrong so just just remember that during a hypomanic episode that is going to be amplified It can be that the person kind of gets into this defensive loop and will be unable to break the cycle without some compassionate help. So don't get into debates or arguments with someone who's having a hypermanic attack. Uh, All that's going to do is act as a further stimulus and escalate that hypermanic episode further. But at the same time, don't walk away from them. If you do that, it just appears that you've given up on them and that will also affect their mood. Try to read between the lines. Try to find things that you can agree with. Sometimes it's not everything that the person is saying during a hypomanic episode that's wrong. It may just be the way that they're expressing it, perhaps in a more forceful or aggressive manner than, than normal. Try to maintain the person's dignity. They may find themselves in embarrassing situations, doing silly things when they're going through a hypermanic phase. Remember, if you can't relocate the person, maybe remove other people, uh, bystanders. The less people involved in the situation, the better. Definitely don't tell the person to snap out of it. First of all, it won't work. Second of all, it will only again exacerbate the hypomanic episode. It's just not possible to simply snap out of their current elevated mood. It may be that they require their medication to bring their altered brain state back into alignment. Try to relocate the person to a quiet place if possible, away from crowds, loud or irritating noises, bright lights and so forth. Any kind of physical or mental stimuli, try to either remove that or get the person into a place where things are quieter. If you can't move the person, see if you can remove the stimuli itself. Basically, you're trying to create a calm, safe environment for them. So it might be that you turn down noisy music or turn off the television, dim the lights, close the curtains, that kind of thing. And always remember to speak to the person in a calm and respectful manner. Try not to patronise them. It may be that they are fully aware that they're experiencing a uh, hypomanic episode, but they're simply unable to control it, uh, which can be very scary and quite embarrassing, actually, for the person having the episode. Don't express to the person that you feel hurt or upset with them. All that will do is isolate them and turn you into an adversary rather than a caring friend. Instead, you want to be reassuring the person that you care about them, that you respect their thoughts and feelings, and possibly even explain that you think they might be in a hypomanic state and that you're there to help them if they need you. Uh, Just don't force your assistance on them. In between their racing thoughts, the person may actually have a moment where they realise that they need help and then they will reach out and ask uh, for your further assistance. If they've got their antipsychotic medication with them, encourage them to take that and to rest, again, away from further stimuli. Another thing they might want to do is exercise. Uh, That's another way of kind of working this agitation uh, off of their system. So it may be that you go for a a brisk walk. Some hypermanic patients, when they go uh, into this elevated mood, they become highly creative. They suddenly have this burst of creativity where they may paint or draw or start writing poetry or composing music. And so forth. As long as they're not endangering or embarrassing themselves or others, allow them that time and space to work that out of their system. Creativity does tend to go hand in hand quite often with hypermanic episodes. Discourage the person from making any important or permanent decisions uh, that they might regret later when they're feeling better. That may include starting or ending relationships, taking on or pulling out of commitments, or spending large sums of money that they are then unable to afford to pay off. Definitely do not give the person caffeine or alcohol or anything sugary that might heighten their elevated mood further still. The whole idea is to try and calm the person down. So encourage them to breathe slowly and deeply. uh, Three breaths in through the nose, five breaths out through the mouth. Keep repeating until they feel calm. And don't be surprised if you need to repeat yourself. The person may be trapped in this kind of internal loop, this internal thought pattern and be unaware of what's actually happening around them. So, you may need to repeat your suggestions or instructions several times over since their internal brain state may not initially register what's happening on the outside. After the person's calmed down, the hypomania has subsided, just ask them how they feel. Don't insist that they apologize for things that they've said or done during their hypermanic episode. They weren't in control of their thinking, speech or actions and are not really responsible for what they've done. Reminding them of things that they said or did while hypomanic may just cause feelings of embarrassment, more often guilt, actually, and um, that can then be a possible trigger for another episode of hypomania or more likely depression. Quite often after a hypomanic episode A person will then go into a uh, a deep depression. So allow the person to recover. After taking their medication to stop the hypomania. The person then might feel quite tired or sluggish. Even for several days. Their mood can then become depressed. After realising they may have said or done things out out of character. During a hypermanic episode. So... After the event, continue to reassure them, help them to see that you genuinely care for them and that they're valued and let them know that their hypomanic episode hasn't changed your positive view of them. Obviously, continue to monitor them. After a hypomanic phase, there's this increased risk that they can then dip into a long period of depression and then there is a risk of suicide That can be at its uh, highest during the depressive phase. So that's uh, hypomania. Now let's have a look at mania. The causes and triggers of mania are the same as those for hypomania. But the signs and symptoms of someone having a manic episode are often more severe than someone experiencing hypomania. A person having a manic episode may display one or more of the following signs and symptoms. So first of all, grandiose thoughts. For example, believing you are Jesus or that you have what it takes to rule the world. Delusional thoughts even, thinking that you can fly (laughs) or walk on water. As you can imagine, that could be quite dangerous. Someone experiencing mania or psychosis may hallucinate they may see or hear things that are not really there they may become paranoid thinking that they've been abducted by aliens or are being attacked by evil spirits and most likely they will have no concept at all of the consequences of their actions for example someone who's having a manic attack may run naked down a busy high street or engage in criminal or promiscuous conduct without any regard to what the after-effects might be. A full-blown psychotic break with reality is what you're looking at with mania as opposed to hypomania. The treatment is pretty much the same as hypomania, but just be ready to call for medical assistance if the person poses a danger To themselves or other people. At the other end of the spectrum. We have depression. These periods of very low energy. What can cause depressions? It again could be an imbalance in uh, the neurotransmitters. The naturally occurring brain chemicals. It could be traumatic experiences. Such as abuse or some huge loss that a person experiences it may just be being reminded of a previous traumatic experience it can even be dull or overcast days when it's raining or it's very dark sometimes the seasons for example when it switches from summer to autumn or autumn to winter can sometimes bring on these deep deep periods of depression lack of exercise poor diet especially eating processed foods junk foods that can bring on the deep depressions seeing other people succeed where they have or feel that they have failed sometimes that that can uh, bring on these periods of depression not feeling worthy or gifted in in any way again it could be that they're missing their medication so the person will be on most likely uh, antipsychotics to bring their moods down But at the same time, they'll also be on an antidepressant to um, bring their depressions up, their depressed moods up to normal. So if they skip their antidepressant medication, especially if they're still taking their antipsychotic medication, that could actually shift a person down into a deep depression. It could be that they're being weaned off their medication. So withdrawal symptoms. And just be aware that often these depressions tend to follow a hypomanic or manic episode. So the person will get really high and then once that settles, they may often dip into this uh, deep depression. How does a person with depression feel? Very low as if they're lacking energy. It's similar, I would say, to those with ME or uh, chronic fatigue. On top of that, this low physical energy and mental energy, they may have no desire to do things that they would usually find enjoyable. They're possibly going to feel unneeded, unwanted, unloved, maybe even unlovable and just sad. The person with bipolar depression often wants to just sit and cry but may feel unable to. It could be that they're feeling guilty over actual or perceived mistakes, possibly things that they've done while they were in a hypomanic episode and not in full control of what they were doing. Someone who's depressed will often feel very sensitive to criticism. They're also going to feel slow and sluggish. It's like the world is just moving too fast and this time around they can't keep up. Physical pressure in the head that can accompany depression. It may be that because they're feeling slow and sluggish with this pain in the head, that they're unable to express themselves or their feelings fluently. They just feel a general kind of lack of worth, feeling that others would be better off without them. There's often a a kind of self-loathing or disgust with themselves. And during the depressive episodes... These recurrent thoughts of death or suicide often keep coming up into the mind. Up to 50% of people with bipolar disorder do attempt suicide at least once. How to spot someone who's going through a bipolar depression? They may appear sad, low mood, possibly a negative outlook that's out of character. It may be that they just don't want to engage in anything that they usually find enjoyable, so they start to withdraw from people, isolating themselves. Look out for if they're speaking slowly, sluggish or slurred speech, or just generally lacking confidence. It may be that they have hypersomnia. So sleeping for extended periods of times, often people with depression just want to sleep. So uh, watch the person, listen to the person, are they expressing feelings of worthlessness or guilt? Definitely if they're talking about death or suicide, you need to be um, on guard against that. So treatment with somebody who's depressed, again, stay with the person, don't leave them alone. Just stay with them to ensure their safety. If they want to talk, talk. Again, don't judge. Don't make them feel any more guilty than they may already be feeling. If they've upset your feelings, try not to um, express that you feel hurt or upset with them. Again, that can just make them feel guilty or it can make you appear to be an adversary rather than someone who cares about them. Again, don't tell them to snap out of it or suggest that if they're serious about suicide, they should carry through with it. That might just be the trigger that causes them to uh, commit suicide. Instead, you want to reassure them that you care about them, respect their thoughts and feelings, be patient. Don't rush someone who's feeling depressed. They'll often feel quite slow and sluggish anyway. So allow them time to respond to instructions or suggestions that you give them. Obviously, get them to take their antidepressant medications and then uh, make them feel secure. Give them a soft blanket with a hot drink. Get them sat down, laid down. Uh, Just sit with them if if they want company, but don't feel the need to necessarily engage in deep conversation unless they really want to. Again, discourage them from making any important or permanent decisions that they might regret ending relationships spending large sums of money to make themselves feel better maybe and just continue to monitor the person. Unlike hypomanic phases that are often quite brief, depressive phases can last for many days, uh, weeks or even months and that's often the time when uh, people tend to lose interest in the patient. They uh, think the person's got over it, they move on meanwhile the person is still very very depressed so regularly check on a person even weeks or months after they've had this depression come upon them and just ask how they're feeling don't insist they apologize for anything they've said or done during their depression again they may not have been in control of their thinking or speech or actions and if you remind them of things they did while they were depressed it may just cause embarrassment just continue to demonstrate that you really care for them. Show that they are valued and that their illness doesn't define them. And it definitely doesn't change your positive view of them. Okay, so that's hypomania, mania and depression. Let's have a look at mixed state next. Now, mixed state is an episode that manifests signs and symptoms of both depression and hypomania or in the case of bipolar type 1 depression and mania at the same time for example a person may feel very depressed so they've got the low feelings about themselves but it's accompanied with this extremely agitated and uh, seemingly high levels of energy It may be that they appear very confident and sure of what they're saying, but they're actually incredibly depressed at this moment in time, feeling vulnerable and suicidal. Now, it can be very difficult for a carer to recognize the mixed state, but the basic key treatment principles apply. Stay with the person, remove any kind of outside stimuli, Listen to them, ask questions, don't judge or criticise. Get them to take their meds. Um, That may be a case of taking both their antidepressant and their antipsychotic medication. Give them time and space to rest and recover and just ensure that they remain safe. You definitely want to stay observant for telltale signs of a potential suicide attempt with the mixed state. They can be very, very depressed but also have this high level of energy which would allow them to then carry through with the uh, the idea of suicide. So look out for them obsessing about death or expressing uh, feelings of guilt or wanting to be completely alone. Finally, we will look at rapid cycling. Rapid cycling is a pattern of frequent distinct episodes of depression and hypomania or depression and mania. Although arbitrary, uh, rapid cycling is usually diagnosed when a patient experiences four or more episodes of hypomania or mania and depression in any one year period. Some people have very, very rapid switches between these periods of depression and hypomania or mania. In these cases, the terms ultra-rapid, referring to mood swings occurring within days, or even ultra-ultra-rapid, or ultradian, which means within a day. Sometimes a person can have several cycles of depression and mania, or depression and hypomania, and back to depression within a 24-hour period. When should you seek medical help? Um, If the person poses a danger to themselves or others, if they're talking about or making plans to commit suicide, that would be a good time to uh, seek medical help. If against the advice of their GP, the patient has suddenly stopped taking their medication, that would be a good time to maybe let their GP know or keep a very close eye on the person. And if the person's low or high moods just appear worse than normal. Uh, Who can you call? The person's family or close friends uh, may understand the person's condition better than you and know what assistance is effective. If you can get in touch with their GP, uh, that would be good. There are crisis teams available to contact. Uh, Some patients with bipolar disorder carry a card with the telephone number of their local mental health crisis team. NHS, dial 111 and explain the situation. It may be that they decide to send an ambulance just to be safe. If the person poses an immediate danger to themselves or others, you may need to call 999 or 112. You may need to call the police as well as an ambulance if the person needs to be restrained, for example, or is acting in an antisocial or threatening manner. Make sure that you tell emergency services that the person has bipolar disorder and what type. In the case of someone who's acting antisocial or threatening, it most probably will be type 1. They need to know that and that will affect the way that they obviously deal with the person. Being diagnosed with bipolar does not mean that a person is crazy or that they can't live an extraordinary life. Many creative, accomplished people have had bipolar disorder. Here are just a few. Russell Brand, the actor and comedian. Amy Winehouse, singer-songwriter. Winston Churchill, the British Prime Minister. Vincent van Gogh, the artist. Stephen Fry, the actor, comedian and writer, I believe has been diagnosed with cyclothymia. But also Bipolar Type 2, I think. Spike Milligan, the comedian, he had bipolar. Frank Sinatra, the singer and actor. And even Ludwig van Beethoven, the composer, had bipolar disorder. I hope this podcast has helped you. If you have a friend or a family member who has bipolar disorder... Uh, Please don't take anything I've said as medical advice. I'm not a doctor or a counsellor or a therapist, but I am someone who has lived with uh, symptoms of bipolar for some years and understands, at least during periods of normal brain activity, the highs and lows of this serious illness. I hope this podcast will help you to identify when a person is having a bipolar episode Uh, whether that be depression, hypermania, or full blown mania, and that you will then be able to help them. That's all from me. Thank you again for listening to me and join me next time.